All right, now we're ready to put summation together with the area under a curve. And um, the true significance of this is going to be even more um, useful to us in the next section as well. But what we want to do is move away from the approximations that we did in the last section using various rectangles to represent the area between a curve, or we would say under this curve between A and B. Um, and we want to move away from, from an approximation. And the thing that's going to enable us to do that, aside from that very special concept in calculus that's coming up very soon, is the summation notation. So let's look at this area here between A and B under the curve. And we want to approximate the area using rectangles. Then that's just what we did last time, right, in the last section. I'm going to call this some C sub K, meaning some X value in between A and B. And then we could think about the Y value associated with it. That would be, since this is the function F of X, this blue graph, this is F of C sub K, right? The Y value is the output of the function. Now we also could look at F of A here is our first Y value. And our last y value is f of b. So there isn't that much new. I just threw in an x value in between a and b, and I'm calling it c sub k. The k is there to keep track, because there, as you may guess, there's going to be more than one. So now, if I want to get a rectangle to approximate the area, as we learned in the last section, you actually can pick your x value to create the top of a rectangle anywhere. It can be a left endpoint, a right endpoint, or a midpoint, or somewhere else. So I'm just going to make a representative rectangle right here with height over here. I'm not going to say it yet. And here's our rectangle. This is the C sub K rectangle. We also could have the C sub 1 rectangle right here at the beginning. And we could have the last rectangle at the end here. Notice I'm not necessarily making C sub n, the nth rectangle, um, be associated with b. It might be, C sub n might be a little less than b. So I I have three rectangles here to represent n rectangles. And the reason it's n rectangles is because my last x value that I'm using to make a rectangle out of is c sub n. So you have to imagine the other the other n minus 3 rectangles, right? The other rectangles in this picture. And what would be the width of the rectangle? We're still going to call that delta x. And if I'm going from the interval a to b, you know what that is, right? The length of each um, interval is b minus a over n rectangles. So delta x is still b minus a over n. Now in actual problems, we're going to be given a and b as numbers. And so we'll be able to plug those into the numerator. You'll see that very soon. What's the height of the kth rectangle? The height. If we are using C sub k as a representative rectangle, then the height is f of C of k. 
So depending on what f is, if we plug c sub k into it, then we have a height of the rectangle. So this is the notation that you're going to see again in the future when we work through examples. Now let's just talk in general terms about the kth rectangle and the area under the curve using n of these rectangles. So let's start with area 1, the area of the first rectangle. That would be the height times the width, right? And the height is f of, and I've put f of a over there. I probably shouldn't have done that because it might be confusing. I'm using c1 as my first x value, so this is going to be f of c1. So f of c1 times delta x, which is f of c1 times b minus a over n, right? A2, the area of the second rectangle, fill in what that would be. It's always width times height, or height times width, and the height of the second rectangle is f of some x value that we're calling c2 times delta x again. So you could also write that as f of c2 times b minus a over n. I won't bother writing the b minus a over n each time for now. The kth area is the value of the function, the output of the function, for some input, some x value, c sub k, times delta x. And the nth area is f of c sub n delta x. Now we're going to be careful about what's c1 and what's cn um, when we talk about left and right endpoints, possibly in an actual example. But theoretically, our nth rectangle has height f of c of n um, times delta x. Now, my actual area can be approximated by a1 plus a2 plus a3 plus dot 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 plus ak plus dot 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 some more plus a sub n. However many rectangles we have, the areas added up together will approximate the the curvy area, the area under the curve. Now this is an approximation because rectangles, of course, have extra little edges that our graph does not. So this is an approximation. Now think in terms, uh, actually before we do that, let's write this in the mathematical shorthand way. So instead of adding these up, a1 to an, I'm going to say the area is approximated by the sum from k equals 1 to n. Can you put in the rest? You could put a sub k, or you could be a little more specific. What's a sub k? It's f of c sub k, the height, times delta x, which is constant, We pick delta x to be constant by taking b minus a over n. And this could also be written as the sum from k equals 1 to n, f of c sub k, times b minus a over n. Now, these are called Riemann sums, named after Let me see if I can get the whole name. George Friedrich Bernard Riemann, not to be confused with Carl Friedrich Gauss, who also is mentioned in this section. Riemann came a little bit after Gauss. 
Um, by the way, Gauss, you may also remember Gaussian elimination. That's him, too. Riemann sum, and a lot of other things that Gauss did in his lifetime. Um, the Riemann sum is named after him because he developed it. So when we talk about a Riemann sum, we're really just talking about a sum of areas of rectangles. Now, the question is, though, it, this is still an approximation, right? And didn't I promise you that in this section we'd be able to get away with the approximation, get an exact area using summation, using Riemann sums? And the answer is yes, I did promise you that. So we have to think like calculus people now. We have to think like Newton and Leibniz. How are we going to take an approximation and make it better? If you recall from the last section, we made our approximations better by increasing our rectangles, right? So make the approximation better by having more rectangles. But it's still an approximation, right? You might say, I'm still not fixing the problem by having more rectangles. I have to do one more thing. I have to go one step beyond increasing n. I have to do the ultimate in increasing n. And what's that? If you're thinking like a, a calculus person, and like Newton and Leibniz, you're thinking limit, right? You're going to take n to infinity. And you're going to say, what's the limit of this Riemann sum as you get more and more rectangles? And if I had a computer program, I could show you all those little rectangles over here in my picture. Let me head back here for a sec. These rectangles, if you imagine them getting skinnier and skinnier, more and more rectangles, the delta x is going to go to 0. Or you could say n is going to go to infinity. So we're going to take the actual area under the curve of this. Notice I drew it as a positive function, non-negative. The area under the curve of this function is the limit as n goes to infinity of the sum from k equals 1 to n, f of ck times delta x, or I could say times b minus a over n. This is the Riemann sum, the limit of the Riemann sum as n goes to infinity. And that's our true area under the curve, provided the curve isn't negative. And we're going to talk about negative and positive uh, functions very soon. So uh, what I want to get across right now is the fact that this sum is a sum of areas of rectangles come from, coming from a height times a width, f of ck times delta x. We're going to add them all up, and that'll give us an approximation. Then we're going to make our approximation become more and more accurate by increasing n, and then we're going to go one step further and make it a perfect approximation, an exact value of the area, by taking the limit as n goes to infinity. I could probably do this on the rest of this board, but just to be safe, I'm going to start with a clean board, and we're going to do an example using this, and we're going to investigate how the summation works um, with what we've learned so far to get the area between curves.